Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Have you ever gone to a restaurant or found some food that you liked so much that you eat it one day and the next day you find yourself craving it again and you find yourself going back for more? I remember as a high school student growing up in San Antonio, Texas, one food that I missed was In-N-Out Burger. And one weekend, I flew out to visit my brothers who were both college students in California. And in the four days that I was in California, I went to In-N-Out Burger five times, right? I could not get enough. I kept going back for more. Well, today, we're going to see a sampling of that in the Gospel of John, as people come back to Jesus for more, but in this case, Jesus says, hey guys, you're missing the point. You are focused on food, you are focused on filling your bellies when I am here to give you something so much better and so much more important. And unfortunately, a lot of people are still missing the point today, so let's figure out what is it that we should be coming back for more to Jesus for. Uh, And let's look at this in John chapter 6, verses 22 through 40. So we've been having a lot of days where we're seeing multiple gospels really recording the same event. In fact, we saw the rare occurrence, the only occurrence where the same miracle is recorded in all four of the gospels, the feeding of the 5,000. But the Gospel of John now gives us something unique, something that we don't see in any of the other Gospels, as he records some of the conversation and the teaching that happens in the wake of that miraculous event of the feeding of the 5,000. And so we pick it up today in John chapter 6, verse 22, where it says, On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. There's this manhunt for Jesus. Where is he? And clearly, you know, the disciples left. Jesus wasn't with them, you know. They don't understand that, well, in the middle of the night, Jesus walked on the water, so he's not where you think he is going to be, but they find him, and they say, Rabbi, when did you come here, right? They're confused because they don't understand what has transpired, but then Jesus cuts to the chase, as he often does, in verse 25, saying, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you, for on him God the Father has set his seal. And so he warns them that they're focused on the temporal things, and they need to think more about the realities of eternity. Well, thankfully, we figured all of that out in the last 2,000 years, and that's not a problem anymore, right? Okay, maybe not so much. 
That is still a huge problem. People focused more on this life, focused on the bread that perishes. Now, maybe we've got more sophisticated because we don't live so much from day to day, year to year. We've got grocery stores. We've got Costco and Walmart. We we don't need to worry so much about our daily bread. And so instead of just getting our fill of the loaves and the bread that perishes, we're putting our, you know, stocking houses or cars or other nice things that will also ultimately perish. But what about the food that endures to eternal life? You think of what Jesus says when he warns about the the person that gains the whole world but loses their soul. How much is that happening around us today? People who really have You know, things that people in the past could only have ever dreamed of, yet they're they're losing their soul because they're wrapped up in the things that are ultimately going to perish instead of focusing on Jesus Christ, the the bread that will not perish. And that's really what it gets to. The, The punchline that it all builds towards is verse 35. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And one of the things we see here is really that the people are more um, captivated by what they think Jesus can give them, which in this case is food, as opposed to being satisfied with Jesus himself. Here he's saying, I'm not, guys, I'm not just the provider. I'm not just the one giving you the bread. I am the bread. And that, I think, is something, again, that people still miss today. People, many places, I'm concerned, still view Jesus as a means to an end. Well, if I trust in Jesus or if I I follow Jesus, well, then Jesus will give me these things that I want. Or Jesus is saying, no, it's about me. I am the end. Believe in me and you won't hunger. Uh, Come to me. You will never thirst. Right? He is offering a satisfaction in himself. And that's where satisfaction is to be found. Not in fulfilling our dreams, you know, uh, following our hearts. No, it's going to be found in Jesus Christ. So I want you to think today. Are you working for the food that perishes? Are you, you know, following Jesus for what you think he can give you? Or are you receiving both the provision and the provider in Jesus Christ and just seeing how he and he alone can satisfy your soul? Earthly things will perish, but Jesus is offering you something that will last forever. And one of the things he highlights even is that eternal security. Um, In verse 39 and 40, he says, and this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. That when our faith is in Christ, we have this eternal security that, that he is saying, no, I will raise you up on the last day. That's something that nothing in the world can provide. Nothing in this world can provide hope beyond death because all of it will fade away as we die. Jesus is offering us something eternal. And we also see something of the grace of Jesus in verse 37. All that the Father gives to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Maybe you're one of those that are concerned sometimes. Well, what if, what, what if Jesus doesn't pick me? 
right? Well, look at what he says right there. If you come to Jesus, he is not going to cast you out. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So much today in our passage, just the beauty and the provision of Jesus Christ. But the question I want you to think about is, is that what you're looking for? And are you just coming back for more Jesus? Because that's what satisfies. And and I will never hunger again when I have him. Or are you just coming back for more of the things you think Jesus can give you? Right, And I think some of those things people do still follow Jesus. Well, if I use these principles, Jesus will bless my business. Jesus will, you know, bless my career if I, you know, pay my dues to him. Or, you know, my, my marriage is really seemingly in trouble. So, hey, Jesus, could you, could you fix this? Or, you know, I'm really depressed and maybe Jesus can make me happy. Right. And, and really, Jesus is a means to an end instead of no, Jesus is what I need. And that's it. That's that's enough. And even that is what will transform other things in my life. But I am pursuing the one who can satisfy my soul. So I want to encourage you to, to think about that and to run to Jesus. Look to Jesus. May our faith in him be strong. And even as we come to his word, may we see that he and he alone can satisfy our souls. As we go back to the Old Testament today, we're looking at Leviticus 6 through 8. And you'll remember we just talked about chapters 1 through 5 and saw the different sacrifices there and and talked about how they point us ultimately to Jesus Christ. We see him as the fulfillment, but we also see ways that these are pictures of of the Christian life that we should live. Um, And today in chapters 6 and 7, now you, you see more specific instructions to the priests about how these sacrifices were to be done. And you even see, it seems that one of the aspects of these sacrifices is they provided food for the priests. The priests, uh, you know, they were dedicated to this service, and this was one way that God provided for them. And you see those instructions there in chapters 6 and 7, but also you see something special in chapter 8 as it talks about the consecration of Aaron and his sons. And again, notice for them to be set apart for this task, there had to be sacrifices. And even you see them owning the sacrifice as they lay their head, their hands on the head of the sacrifice as it is killed. Um, they needed a sacrifice. And that's where, again, it makes us think of Hebrews, a book that's very connected to a lot of this stuff that we'll see in Leviticus. And it reminds us, no, Jesus offered himself once and for all, and that Jesus didn't need a sacrifice, but he has offered a sacrifice for us. He is the great high priest. And so hopefully as you read this, you're reminded of just you are set apart, as we've already seen, as a priest to God, a holy nation to God, and that has been enabled by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But then there's these pictures of then Aaron and his sons really being dedicated to God's service and even that being symbolized by, you know, putting the blood on the right the lobe of the right ear, on the thumb of the right hand, the big toe of the right foot, really just symbolizing, you know, so much of, you know, what they would hear, what they would touch, what they where they would go, what they would do that they were set apart through the blood of these sacrifices to serve God. And again, there's another beautiful picture for us in the Christian life. That Jesus is our sacrifice, and through his blood, may we be consecrated to to serve Christ and to do that faithfully. But as we think about coming back for more, 
I hope that's something that we think of every day as we come to the Bible. Man, I'm coming back for more because I have found the bread that satisfies here in God's word as it shows me Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. I have put my trust in him. I never have to hunger again. And I hope that each and every day we are revived with that truth as we open up God's word and as we put our attention on the bread of life. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.